Welcome to the Four Lingo Podcast. We are back, back to back pods. Last night was with Jason. Shout out to Jason Ponte for filling in. And we just wanted to get some content out. It's been a while. And back with me, as always, Fernando is here. Uh, it's a Victory Tuesday pod. We're going to do Victory <laughs> Monday and Victory Tuesday. Might as well enjoy it. Pour yourself up, pour yourself a glass of whatever it is you choose to drink. I know I have mine. Fern just poured himself up some whiskey. Fern, what's going on, buddy? Brother, it's nice to be back here with you. Uh, it's hectic, right? I mean, I know you're working your butt off uh, hours on hours on hours. Your shifts are crazy, man. I don't know how you do it, but um, the holidays are almost here. I'm ready, almost ready for them to be over, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, you know, at this point, you get all these presents, you buy all these things online, you just hope everything gets here in time. Mm-hmm. But at least we've been able to watch some good 49ers football. We're catching some dubs. And we're right back in the thick of things. So all is well, man. What about you? I know, like you said, work's been crazy, bro. Yeah, work sucks. Uh, work has been crazy, crazy, crazy. Last week was very hectic. Uh, this week is Julian's birthday is on the 17th and Spider-Man mm. comes out on the 17th. So it's like, Ooh. then I tried to buy tickets. I couldn't get tickets because everything's sold out. Are they sold out already? See, I, I thought like, I would. Because Julian, he's like, he, you know, Julian's a speech therapy. So you can't really say Spider-Man, but he does like Spider-Man. So I was trying to take him. So I'm going to see if I can book it later on. But he'll be three on Friday. So happy birthday to my little guy. Yes. So I don't know how your wife is, but my wife feels the need to have, a you know, it's okay. A birthday cake for his birthday is fine. Do the whole thing. But do I really need to go spend another $120 on a gift? No. Birthday or Christmas in a couple days? No. No. That's just unlucky. Like, I'm sorry, Julian. You're. You're born in a tough. That's a tough. That's a tough time to have a birthday, man. I mean, yeah. that's like no one wants the birthday right before Christmas, or no. you know, with like it's a tough place to have a birthday. But I think a cake, a little celebration, you know, a little toy or something yeah. is good. Like he's three, he doesn't give a shit. That too, enjoy that while it lasts. I, I got Mia already asking me for, and she's seven. Nintendo Switch, and I want this, and you know, Ava. I just got Ava a car. Like, it's it, enjoy the fifteen dollar gifts that they just so you know they don't even know. Well, Anthony wants to play my PS Five all the time. Anthony does have a Switch. We got him a Switch last year for his birthday. He doesn't even use it. He'd rather oh, play the man. PlayStation Four or the PS Five because he wants to play Spider Man on there. So whatever. <laughs> uh, so those those cheap gifts are out of the way. Uh, either way, we got them taken care of for the for Christmas and uh, for those of you guys oh, who do celebrate. Um, Christmas, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. If you don't, either way, have a happy holiday and enjoy the time with your families. Yes. COVID took that away from us last year, so hopefully you are going to be able to spend some time with some folks. It is the holiday season, so I don't know about you, Fern, but my dad used to drink uh, 43, so those who know what this oh, yeah. is, 43. Oh, oh, yeah. That's what I'm drinking tonight uh, with just a little bit of milk. Tastes like vanilla ice cream. This is what I do. And uh, yes, I am wearing a Jimmy G jersey. We're going to celebrate Jimmy G a little bit, not all the way. But the man deserves some credit for what he's done. Let's give him some props. Let's give him he's some done, props. He's done, he's done well. He's looking fucking good, man. So we'll give yeah. him that. Yeah. Um, man, 43. I can't believe you. I haven't had that in a long time, my friend. I thought you'd be sipping on, on your homemade coquito. I have the ingredients. Okay. I just haven't made. I haven't had any time. Tomorrow I am off. I have two bottles of Bacardi. I have okay. like 12 cans of uh Got grandma that cocoa and coconut milk and everything else yeah. I need to make it. So I'm gonna make it, and the neighbors are asking, and I'm gonna sell it because people are asking. Oh, this is what it does. So side hustle. 
Yeah. All right. So, Steph, yes, you do drink the 43 with a little bit of milk. It tastes like a vanilla ice cream. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. Just have Solid. one or two of those, and you're good like that. Oh, you're lactose intolerant. But then do soy. Well, don't do that. Yeah. Well, almond milk. Or almond yes, milk. That's what yeah, I right. do. I'm just drinking whiskey. That's it. Uh, are both of you Puerto Rican? Yes, we are Puerto Rican. We are. Uh, we do the coquito. I do the need for Christmas. I do it all. So that's what we do. So. Yes. <laughs> so Rome in the comments, I can't give Jimmy love myself. Full actually should have got picked for TD. Yeah, we know. We know. We know. But it didn't happen. It didn't, it didn't happen. It didn't happen. Um, it was close. I almost, <laughs> so. ooh, I almost got mad. I got, oh man, but it did it. It did it. Yeah. We, we so, pulled that one out. While we're here, while we're on the Jimmy Garoppolo topic, the Niners did win. We did. Wait, wait a second. Wait a second. I thought Holly was Mexican, not going to lie. What? Steph, <laughs> no, this is back to my Mexican homies, but oh, I am oh. Rican. Yes. <laughs> Fern, people are loving the hoodie and the hat. Appreciate uh, shout out to Fern on the gear. Um, but yeah, so let's get to the Jimmy Garoppolo Love Fest. Which is we're gonna we're gonna bring it up, but we're also gonna do a lot of love for Jaquaski Tart too, who had a yeah. magnificent game. Yeah. But let's get to some comments from Whitner, Staley, and um, Takeo uh, real quick. Too close in the end, but they pulled it out. And hats off to Jimmy Garoppolo. Yes. I felt like you know coming down the stretch that it was gonna be too tight for him to fit some of those balls in there, and he went balls to the wall. He made some unbelievable throws. He had ice water in his veins. And I think that you ever see that show with uh, Ocho Cinco and they do the Madden ratings and the boost it? Yeah, the Madden adjuster. Yeah, the Madden adjuster. I think that you give uh, Jimmy Garoppolo plus five on the clutch factor. Clutch, yes. And you give uh, George Kittle the same. These guys were phenomenal down the stretch, and that's what it takes to win games in the league. They got it done when they had to. Can, where's the energy? That was an unbelievable <laughs> game. That was an unbelievable game watching that. And uh, Jimmy, I mean, I was ready to come up here and say about how this offense was the Achilles heel of the team today, and they weren't able to get uh, the job done consistently. But, man, they showed up in that final drive. Jimmy, those big plays to Kittle across the middle. He was clutch all day. But then Ayuk in that final play right there. It was really exciting. Juwan Jennings, that huge. He he needs to get the ball in his hands more. That guy is an unbelievable player, not only as a blocker, but now as a pass catcher. Just clutch, clutch plays from this offense right now. And I know they're going to be celebrating in that locker room. Listen, I can't sing praises enough for Jimmy G. Six for six on the last drive. And then you look at, you know, what was the turning point of the game? You see Jawan Jennings came up with a huge catch using his big body frame, 6'3". And the more and more I continue to see this offense, especially late, because I thought this game was over. I thought Jimmy G turned the game over. But the more and more as I continue to see them play, I'm more impressed with Jimmy, how he had the ice water in his veins, premeditated in a lot of his plays, but the timing, he was very precise, and his accuracy really stood out the last drive of the game. That's the reason why these guys won this football game. So uh, Joe Staley still acts like he's uh, playing football. I love it. I love his energy. I love the energy. Uh, I will push back on Takia when it comes to accuracy. Uh, George Kittle had to jump like 47 inches to make that play. Oh, my gosh. was made. Robbie Gold is what failed them to be to end regulation. <laughs> um, but six for six in the overtime period, 
led them to a touchdown. Now, the final drive in regulation is where he almost got picked, right? But he didn't. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't. And are we going to start calling Jimmy Garoppolo Jimmy Ice? No. Or we're going to stick with Jimmy Wheels? Or what are we doing? It's back shoulder Jimmy. Watch out, A-Rod. Back shoulder Jimmy? He's throwing back shoulders. I mean, no. In all honesty, Jimmy made some awesome throws. I mean, down the stretch of that game, he made some really, really, really good throws. Even the one to George, he had to get that up over a defender. George makes a, a phenomenal catch. Jawan Jennings back shoulder. I mean, it, it was nice. Even George, when everyone knew he was looking completely at George, I mean, that's beautiful. And Jawan Jennings just what a what a baller catch. He uses used that length of his to be able to go get that ball. But great throw by Jimmy. Um, even the throw earlier to Brandon Ayuk that wasn't a ended up being a touchdown. I mean, that's that's a pretty good. Pretty good throw. I think if he throws that a little quick, a little sooner before Brandon gets out of that break, you know, that first step out, I think that's an easy touchdown. But at the end of the day, Jimmy made the throws to help us go down there and win it. Whereas against Seattle, he made the throws to get us down there, but we didn't get the one throw that we needed to score. This time we found a way to get it done, which I will tip my hat to Jimmy on that one. But at the same time, you know, me, I'm just, you know, I'm going to look at this entire game, all four quarters, and I'm going to give Jimmy props, but I'm also going to say, I mean, that offense was one of the reasons why we were in this position, man. I mean, 26-23, we get 10 of our points off of, you know, muffed punts. It's a different ball game if we don't get those turnovers, right, from special teams, which we talked a lot of, uh, at least you know, after that Seattle game and, and just, you know, there's been a lot of talk about special teams in general for San Francisco. And um, look at that. Cincinnati said, Hey, you thought, you thought you guys were bad on special teams. Let me show you, let me show you something. Yeah. Hold my beer. Let me show you something. But without those 10 points, I mean, it's a completely different story and look, we got it and we get the win and that's great, but I'm just going to be, a little more critical in the sense of we were in this position because the offense also had sputtered and, and had a relatively slow start. I mean, we score a touchdown at the end of the first. That's fine. But th- I mean, it's a lot of punts, a field goal here and there. We get that touchdown. And then we go again, punt, punt the third quarter. We didn't do anything right. I think we Just got a field goal, goal in the it, third yeah. quarter. And then in the fourth quarter, again, while Cincinnati is starting to really get in a rhythm and Cincinnati you know, it was only a matter of time before they started picking on the corners, and and that's what they did. They started going after them, and and then boom, they were moving the ball down the field pretty quickly. And then it's touchdowns that they score two in the fourth, right? And we're punting, and then we get the missed field goal. Which I'm not going to lie to you, man, that 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 series going into that missed field goal had me a little shook because once we got there, you know, the, it, Kyle did not give Jimmy the reins to throw the ball at all. I mean, Jimmy just was, we were just airing it out a little bit to take some additional clock off. And we were completely content with where we were from a field goal standpoint. I thought, you know, maybe we'd run the ball a little bit or, or go up there and try and make one last play to get it a little bit closer. But regardless, we're in the position we were because the offense, I, I, I don't think, looked really good for about three quarters of football. I don't, I don't think so. And I, I don't want to hate on Jimmy because it's not all his fault, but it didn't look good. Fortunately, he had ice in his veins and he made the throws that he needed to make. And we, are in, we ended up getting the dub. But 
shouldn't have been that close, man. It shouldn't have been that close. He's looking fucking good, man. Jimmy Ice. <laughs> Jimmy Ice. Um, shout out to our guy George in the comments. How do you guys reconcile that performance against Cincinnati after, after what they dished up in Seattle? So we weren't here last week with the Seattle thing. My work schedule sucked. I apologize to everybody out there for that. Um, I mean, you, you got to win. You know, win's a win. The Seattle performance, you should have won that game, right? Special teams, the Jimmy Garoppolo interceptions, yeah, stupid, stupid mistakes. And then this week, relatively clean all the way around. You get the two turnovers. And you brought up a stat before we were um, about to record. Let me pull it up here. With the turnovers? Yeah, the turnovers. So go ahead, Fern. What was it? Well, our, I mean, our first... Yeah, I mean, in our first, I had eight games. Or we had, uh, oh, I believe it was minus nine. We're minus nine in our first eight games, and the last five were plus seven. So earlier on in the season, from a turnover standpoint, you know, we were talking about our defense or if not our special teams not finding a way to get turnovers, and and that's the case throughout the the entire part. I mean, we had a total. You know, I know we showed the minus nine, but. Um, we, we were able to get five turnovers through our first eight games. And in the last five games, right, we're, we're plus seven in that regard, and we've been able to get that ball quite more frequently than we were before by a good amount. I think in our last, what is it, I said five, two, four, six, eight, ten, you know, ten turnovers to our three, three, giveaways. Yeah. three giveaways. So we've gotten ten turnovers – in those last five, and it's something that we weren't able to do earlier in the season, and we're finding a way to get those turnovers, and it helps, and we're limiting our turnovers. That was the thing. We weren't getting turnovers, and we were turning it over at a pretty alarming rate. Um, and, you know, Jimmy settled in, and he's, Jimmy's always good for a pick or two, but we're now playing better football, and, you know, we're, we're running the ball pretty well. We we just barely – I think we just got 100 in that game, um, you know, of our six losses – there were three times we were held under a hundred yards. And then the other three times, yeah, we rushed over a hundred yards against the Colts Cardinals and Seahawks, but we had seven total turnovers in the, between those three games, as opposed to our opponents three. So, you know, minus four again, from a turnover standpoint, and that's, that's the MO of this team. It's can we limit our turnovers and can we find a way to get ourselves an easy couple points? And if we can do that, we're, we're going to be okay. In this game, we needed it. It took a while. The running game wasn't as efficient as maybe we'd like it for it to be. But Jimmy needed to make some throws. And you know what? He might not have made them all earlier on so that this game was put to bed early. But he made some really big throws. One of the ones that stuck out to me more than anything, and I, I don't know if this was one of, one of the videos that you had, but he threw that slant to George towards the end and it was just a few yards but he was completely blanketed and he, yeah. he zipped that thing in there nice and low he was the only one that could catch that ball and that's when i knew he he was in a rhythm like he was in a zone because he i mean he was looking down kittle left and right i mean wherever kittle was that's he was staring him down and uh he was still finding a way to get the ball and kittle's on a tear right now yeah kittle's absolutely killing it um there was a question in here um about the niners scoring in the second half Mm-hmm. Um, so here, well, we aren't take we aren't talking enough about Kyle with a lead, and then the second one here. Why can't the 49ers score in the second half with a lead? So the last two weeks, the Niners have scored three second half points: zero versus Seattle, and then three versus 
the Bengals, and of course you you can add the overtime score. So it's nine total in the last two weeks. But then if you go back to the Vikings game, they scored twenty points in the third quarter. So it's not it's not a consistent thing. It's just been the last two weeks that they haven't scored in the second half. That was a good. I went back to look at real quick. And yeah. then in Jacksonville, we all know that they demolished Jacksonville. Um, they had 10 points in the second half. That game was out of hand anyways. Mm-hmm. So that's 10. So that's 39 points in four games in the second half. The Rams game. Trying to get to that. Give me just a second. Oh, you're good. Rams game, they scored another 10. So 49 points in five games in the second half. So it's not that they're not scoring in the second half. It's just the last two weeks that they haven't scored many points in the second half. And I, it's, you know, not the, the thing with the last two weeks is third down conversions, right? They were 3 of 10 oh, man. Yeah. on Sunday. Again, I'm sorry. They were 3 of 10 against Seattle. And then this past week, they were... They pull it, it up. Wasn't, it wasn't good. I don't no, think our team was very good on third but down. We talked about this when they were on their winning streak of the, the three straight. The third down efficiency, the Niners were five of 15. That's not good. That's, you know, that's what is that? 30% again. Yep. So during their three game win streak, they were 19 of 38 for 50%. And in the last two weeks, they've been in that 30% bubble, which is why they lost those four games early on in the season because they were 28, 30% in that range. So you're not being able to convert on third down is what kills you in these drives. Right. And that's, that's the issue. That's part of why you're not scoring um, in the second half of the games and not putting teams away, which could come back to bite them in the ass. Right. Cause you still have, you still have Tennessee. You got the Rams, right. You're going to want to convert on third down. If you're going to make it anywhere in the playoffs, you're going to have to convert on third and you're going to have to get it to those third and shorts. We talked about it, right? You need to be third and six or less for this team to be super efficient and to continually sustain drives and to be able to earn the right to run the ball 20, 30, maybe 40 times a game. If you're not doing that, then you get the situation where you're asking Jimmy Garoppolo to throw 35, 40 times. And we know we don't want him to do that, but we will give him credit for what he did. He did do that this past week, 41, 27 of 41, 296 and two touchdowns. Most of his yards coming on those last two drives in the fourth quarter and um, in overtime, but being able to score points in the second half has a lot to do with third down conversion and their third down conversions are what kill them. Right. And then, you know, you have the missed field goal in there with, with uh, Robbie gold late, you know, it's just, it compact. It all, it all stacks on top of each other. So I don't think, I don't think the Niners have an issue scoring in the second half. I think the Niners have an issue of sustaining drives the last two weeks in the second half. Yeah, I mean, it, if you just look at the start of the third quarter, right? So we we get Cincinnati to go about five plays, and then they punt the ball over to us. Then we go down and, and get a field goal uh, for Robbie. He makes that one. Then Cincinnati misses a field goal. And then we go back, and this is what you're talking about. We have a seven plays, and we end up uh, a third and 11. And look, I mean, you can – how often are you going to be converting third and 11s? And – that is the thing when we're not running the football efficiently. And I, I mean, Jimmy was sacked, right? We lose about eight to 10 yards or something on that, on the sack on that specific drive. But when we aren't running the ball to the level or the efficiency that we'd like to run the football, 
and then we don't get that we don't get those positive yards on first down or we have a penalty or there's a sack it puts us in a really tough spot because honestly you can tell that uh, there's only so much leash that Kyle's going to give Jimmy and on third 11s and third and 15s there's a good chance Jimmy's taking something underneath maybe 4 or 5 yards and we hope someone breaks a tackle and is able to spring it for a first down but that didn't happen and we haven't been able to all season we haven't been that great on third downs i mean mind you we've we've done better during this uh i believe what are we 5 and 2 in the past 7 um so during that stretch I, I, you know we've done better but that's because we're running the football on on a whole other level and we've been we've been doing that a whole lot more efficiently and that's helping us out to keep if we can keep Jimmy in those third and threes, third and fours, third and fives. Uh, that's that's much better. It's so much better suited for his game, that inside game that he likes to play. Um, and going against Seattle and Cincinnati, I mean, one, it's, a, it's against Seattle. That's a divisional foe who just has our number. Right. They, they just have our number ever since Russell Wilson has become quarterback of uh, that football team. And that's fine, but you know these are two defenses that. I mean, they look pretty sharp. I mean, they, they look well prepared, and they look like they, you know, there's nothing to sleep on. Cincinnati looked. I thought they looked decent. I mean, I, th- I thought it was a pretty, pretty good game plan they had. Um, you know, I think the thing that surprised me a little bit was it took them so long to start start abusing our corners. I think that's the thing that surprises me a little bit that it took them until the was it the fourth quarter mm-hmm. where they really started going after our corners and boom, they went on a nice run there. So I'm counting the third down and long situations. Mm-hmm. The Niners right now. So to start the game, they go three and out, they get to third and 11. He gets a Jimmy gets sacked by Trey Henderson. So I'm trying to get this third, third, third down situation figured out here. Third and 11 to start the game. Trey Henderson sacks Jimmy Garoppolo. Second drive, Niners have a third and five. They do not convert. They have to punt. You have the uh, recovered River Craycraft punt on there, so there's a muff punt. The Niners get to third and 14. They don't get it. They get two. They get 12 yards on that. They don't convert. Robbie Gold makes a 33-yard field goal. So that's two so far. Two third and two third and plus six or plus ten. That's two. Um. Hmm. Three, yeah, it's, third and fifteen. Yeah, I mean, name of the game. I, I saw a few, even a throughout the first Four. half too. There was a good amount. He has about. There's about seven of the fifteen third downs are ten or more yards. You're not gonna. And, you're not gonna sustain success that way. Yeah, I mean, look, you can you can complete some of those, but I mean, realistically, if that's what where you're gonna be in at third down. You're, you're not going to really look good week to week where your third down efficiency is, is going to look pretty rough. And that's the case with this team. We have a quarterback who he is that system quarterback. We need him to do X, Y, and Z, and he's got to do it relatively well. And his game is not, hey, it's cool. We've got Jimmy. We can go third and 11, third and 15, grip and rip, Jimmy. You'll find the right guy. And that's not, that's not how Kyle's just going to let him sling it like that unless he has to. Um, but look again, not, I'm not talking shit on Jimmy. I'm just saying the reality is, is this offense puttered itself away 
you know, along through these three right. quarters. They, had, they and, scored three points in the second half. Yeah, and you're that's not, where off. it gets me a little annoyed because I'm saying, yeah, Jimmy, like you, we did that, but like, hey, if we're just a little more, a little crisp, we put throw another touchdown on the board, we take care of business. I mean, the 26 points, it's fine. You score more than the other team. Let's take the win. Let's celebrate it. We're we, we are in control of our destiny from a wild card standpoint. We're talking about like I think you've mentioned uh, on Twitter today. We're, we're going to have meaningful December football. And that's yeah. that's a that's a plus, especially considering how things looked after that. Was it four game losing streak that we yeah. went on? You know, after that, I was like, hey, you know, I'm uh, we're about to, we're about this close to turning the page to Trey. But we were able to we were able to go ahead and, and ride that one out. And Jimmy's a big reason for that. But we've got to be real with ourselves here. And we've got to look at this offense. And I know Joe Staley said he was about to say that this is the Achilles heel of this team. And while there's definitely deficiencies on our defense at the cornerback spot, most importantly, this offense is the Achilles heel of this team. If this offense was just humming right now. I, I mean, the outlook, I mean, one, I don't think any team's going to want to play San Francisco in the playoffs anyway, regardless, yeah. um, you know, even if they do have home field or I don't think any team wants that, but the one, the one saving grace is, you know, from week to week, we've got Elijah Mitchell always a little banged up. Is he going to play week to week? He plays this week. He's off the next. Uh, you know, if, he, if he's out there playing and we're relatively healthy, we're going to be okay. But can Jimmy continue this? Can can Jimmy put together these games where at least we're not turning the ball over? And he did throw a ball re- ready to almost end this game for us. I mean, he, he threw it right in, the, it right in his hands. It was bad. I mean – but fortunately, you know, we got we got something to go our way and he dropped it. This team is keeping us excited, keeping us on the edge of our seats. But there's there's a lot. And I said it from the start of this year. This is a team that our margin of error is really, really, really small. And you can see it against a team like Cincinnati, who I believe is better than Seattle. We we lost to Seattle. We beat Cincinnati. And it was close, man. It was a nail biter. Yeah. This is the last drive before the end of the game. This is the near pick six with JC Bates. Oh, oh. So for those of you who are watching uh, on YouTube, I'm putting up the game to film right here. You know, it's just a bad decision. And this, this is something that Jimmy's failed to kind of adjust. He never sees this robber safety always. It just drops right in front of him. And, he, you know, he doesn't make the play. But then he comes right back and makes a huge third and 10 play. To George Kittle, so it, it, this is this is the roller coaster of Jimmy Garoppolo. This is the ride you're going to be on week to week with Jimmy Garoppolo. You have your highs, you have your lows. You got the screaming down the hill, like what the what the hell are we doing, Jimmy? Oh, right, catch. and then you oh, have plays God. where the guys around him have to make some plays. Right, Jimmy yeah. is only as good as the guys around him, and that's kind of yeah. having him right now. And he's got uh, plenty of great talent around him. And yeah. I agree with Silver Fox. Which I love the name Silver Fox. I got a lot of grays in my hair. I don't know if that's, but even the one about you know the team's DVOA and you were you know seven and six, better yeah. than uh, than their results to date. And I agree with you. We we are because there's some teams with better records that I go. Are they really contenders? Um, yeah. 
And this is a team that I I do think is that dark horse. Like if there's a a wild card team in the NFC that is the dark horse going into it, it is San Francisco because they have the pedigree and they have the talent, but we have not been an efficient football team almost all season. And look, if this is the run where we're by playoff time, you know, we're in high gear. Well, then I feel bad for, oh, I don't feel bad, but then it'll be even more exciting because we can really make some noise uh, as a wild card team because of the talent that we have on both sides of the ball. I mean, this is, you know, we escaped the Aziz injury nicely. At, at least it's better than what maybe most of us uh, thought it might be. Yeah. So we can just get healthy and be right and have Elijah out there and, and get ready to roll. We could beat any one of those teams. I mean, mm-hmm. I even think we could be, I'm not worried about Green Bay either. Like I, I don't know, man. I'm I'm not worried about a whole lot of teams in the NFC. Yeah. So to uh, piggyback off the DVOA comment, <clears throat> yeah. Football Outsiders is the ones who do who does DVOA. So the Niners through Week 14, our team as a total team total is eighth in the league. So they're a top ten team unit. Offensively, they're ranked sixth. Passing offense seventh. Rushing offense fifth. Defensively, they're ranked eighth. Passing defense, 21st, and rushing defense, 3rd. Um, and then their special teams unit is 21st. That's their ranking from according to DVOA. That makes so, sense, right? I mean, if you If, if you it wasn't for it. the turnovers early in the season, the stupid-ass DPIs, the penalties, oh. this team is probably a top-five unit all the way around, right? And that's just, that's just the truth of the matter. It, you know, it's just one of those things here. Um. If we were healthy at corner, it would be a different. It would be a yeah. different game. And I mean, we, we are. I, I think those those are pretty legit like rankings for us. I mean, the two big we have special teams and our corners are. I mean, that's our pass. You know, our pass defense is going to be rough, considering where we're at at this point with two rookies out there and Norman, who all he fucking cares about is punching a ball out instead of making a tackle. Really, all he wants to do is just punch a ball. Um, I'm glad he leads the NFL in that stat, but at some point I'd, I'd just like you to make a tackle, like just yeah. tackle the dude. I don't know, but uh, you know, that's, that's where this team's at. And I'll, I will tip my hat to D'Amico. He, I think he's done a hell of a job considering what he has to deal with from his cornerbacks. Like I, I, I mean, for Cincinnati, for them to take almost four quarters for them to really start to get after Ambry and and Lenore and Norman and really start to pick on these guys, yeah. In order if for if for it to take them that long, says something about this scheme. Because on paper you'd be like, "This is where I want to attack." Like I'm I'm gonna abuse the shit out of these guys. But he did a good enough job that look, I, I mean. I thought they held their own for the most part. And I, th- I thought it was only a matter of time before Cincinnati got the ball moving through the air w- with Burrow. But, you know, I, I can't complain with D'Amico. I think he's doing a great job with yeah. the personnel he has. He caught a great, uh, great corner blitz uh, with K1 late in mm-hmm. the game. It was perfect mm-hmm. time. Like you couldn't have called it at a better time. So he, he did a yeah. great thing there um, to go to the back just a little bit. Then this team can beat anybody. And lose to anybody. That's just kind of where I'm from, right. That's just kind of, you yeah. know. I mean, you lose to Colt McCoy, right? You have a stupid loss to the Colts. Um, 
obviously the Seattle loss, those things hurt. But then you go ahead and just absolutely light up the Rams, right? And then you you pretty much dominate the Vikings. So you have these really good wins, and then you have these stupid-ass losses um, that are on your record. So the, your record says who you are. This Niners, Niners team is 7-6. and six. To me, it just proves it. It just shows they're, they're inconsistent, right? They're just an inconsistent team. Um, yep. They that have is, some lack of discipline. Exactly right. And they just, you know, there's some laps that messes things up. But Ooh, they can... I don't know that teams are afraid to play the Niners. The Niners have two glaring weaknesses right now. Right tackle. Actually, I should just say right guard, right tackle. Right guard, right and, tackle. Absolutely. And cornerback. So mm-hmm. how often do teams make a Super Bowl with below average pass protection on their offensive line, especially in just one area? And how often do teams make a Super Bowl run without a viable corner? Now, Emmanuel Mosley is going to be out for a couple more weeks. Can they survive without him uh, against against the Falcons this week? Probably. Yep. Tennessee, is A.J. Brown, Julio Jones healthy? That's really a big question. Um, Tennessee, uh, Texans, I'm not really worried about Texans. And then, of course, you have the Rams. So it's just, to me, this team, I, I, I'm still riding with what I said at the beginning of the year. 10, 11 wins, first-round exit. And to me, hmm. I'm fine with that because – that's I real. I mean, that's realistic. Playoffs. Just win ten games and make the playoffs. I can live yeah. with that. Yeah. Look, I I think that where I differ with you a bit is when I look at the remaining four games, right? And I look at where the 49ers are from wild card positioning. You you beat Atlanta, and then you can start you can start playing the math because I don't I don't really care where we end up in the wild card run like i i don't like it I, just get us in like get in that's all i care about we're terrible at home anyway like it doesn't at least we've won recently but i mean just in general like i'm not worried about playing on the road or home and i don't think the niners should be so for them i think it's a matter of let's mathematically put ourselves in the best position where we can be pretty confident we are in and I think that win against Atlanta puts them in a very, very good place. Um, now, mind you, that's, you know, we lost to Atlanta when the year we went to the Super Bowl, right? We were there and I didn't think we were going to lose that game. But look, you got you take Atlanta seriously. You go out there, you catch a dub, you start doing the math and you rest the guy. You, you start to just get yourself right. Like if you can mathematically put yourself in the best position possible, then Hey, Emmanuel Mosley, ease your way back into this thing. Like as long as come playoff time, that that first wild card game, we're ready to go. I definitely think we could win a wild card game, and I, I think we could surprise people. But the glaring weaknesses on the right side of the offensive line is scary, because how much can you rely on Jimmy from an efficiency standpoint if he's under duress, especially on that side of the ball? I think he was sacked five. Was it five, five times, times against yeah. Cincinnati? So five times. Um, so it's those kind of things that scare me and and the cornerbacks. But this is also everyone going into the Niners knows we're going to try and run the ball first. And can you stop it? And can we make the big throws that we need to make and put enough points on the board? And that's the question moving forward. But from a wild card standpoint or a playoff standpoint, I think it's get yourself in mathematically, rest up, do whatever you need to because it doesn't fucking matter the seating at that point. 
like at that just get into the dance like yeah, get into the dance. dance so the glaring weakness on the offensive line sunday uh david lombardi put up the pressures from um sunday's game Brunskill, six pressures allowed. Compton, four pressures allowed. Lakin had three. Uh, Mac had one. And Trent had one. So we all know the weakness on this team is the right side. Oh, it was it was tough. I was watching I still a very much miss Mike McGlinchey. But I will give Tom Compton credit, along with Juwan Jennings, for the Debo touchdown. Without those two guys, he doesn't score. He just doesn't score. So he Compton has been much better in the run game as opposed to Pass protection. It's got to be a prerequisite, I think, for Kyle Shanahan. Like, hey, look, just be a really good run blocker and be semi-serviceable as a pass blocker. I don't give a shit. I'm going to run it that way anyway. So it's just like, come on. What scares me is anytime, but one, I mean, anytime I see them, any any stunts on the right side, I'm always like, oh, fuck, here we go. Like, this is bad. This is bad. You know, and I'm watching, and we're getting – there's a good amount of times we're getting blown off the line, like right on the snap or it's just, they're already in a bad place. Like a guy's already a step, you know, over in front of them. And at that point it's like, well, shit, what are we going to do? But it's, you know, we've got the left side of the offensive line, but it's going to be tough, man. It's going to be tough. And that's why you got to get Jimmy to get the ball out quick. Like he doesn't have a lot of time and he's also just not the most, uh, what's the he doesn't have that like sixth sense as a quarterback to where he he looks good moving around and maneuvering within the pocket. I mean, Jimmy, it doesn't look good all the time. Sometimes he steps up in the pocket where I don't know why he just didn't run outside and pick up a few yards. And he does some things that don't make a lot of sense. But our weaknesses are massive and they are they are very, very big. But from week to week, at least these past seven games, even the even the L's that we took. I look and and there's promise there offensively. Like there there's Jimmy. What gets me is Jimmy can make some of the throws that he just made in that final drive, some tough ass, massive pressure throws, and then he just can't hit the fucking easy shit that you want him to hit. Like the little easy first, like the just shit that you want him to hit. He throws high and then they they'll like slow motion. And you'll see him be like, oh, and he gets upset. And I'm like, if you hit those, you don't even have to hit those later on. Like, you you just – we win. Like, we win if you just make the little plays, make the easy throws early, yeah. and you don't have to make those kind of hard throws later on. And, look, if you do, at least we know we know you're capable of it. But come on, man. Like, the throw to um, – uh, what was Travis? Oh, my God. The Travis Benjamin throw. throw? Like, look, awesome defensive play. Great. But step up understand. in the pocket and launch it, bro. Like step up in the pocket and just launch it. Like I don't know what you, what took you so long. Like if you look at the film, shit was open, man. Like it was open, and you didn't even have to wait that long. And he's he's got the right side of the offensive line. I mean, the defense is barreling down on him. I get it. Step up in there and just launch that shit. Oh, do you have it? I'm gonna try to find it while you keep going, but we'll oh, come back to it. Like make the reads, and that's. That's my thing with him. It's just let it go, bro. Let it rip. Like, stop hesitating. Stop waiting that extra second or two. You know, and that ball's underthrown. He throws a moon ball. I mean, look, I mean, it, it was an awesome defensive play. And if it wasn't made, I mean, I think Benjamin makes that that catch. But there's just like, come on, Jimmy, make some of these, make some of these little these throws that I need you to make early. 
and then you don't have to make all those amazing throws towards the end of the game unless you're just trying to make it interesting you're just fucking around with all of us and you're just like oh i got this when i need it so yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna play it on all men i'm gonna go on the bag and just come out and pull this one out but i need i just need to see a little more you know no matter what sport you play i think everybody coaches or tries to coach their players to like do the easy things really, really like execute the easy things at a super high level. And there are just some things that I'm like, how do you not hit that throw, but you make that one? Like, I, it doesn't make sense. The John Jennings, when was the last time you saw Jimmy Garoppolo throw a back shoulder? Well, according to some, the back shoulder against in against Detroit was the one, the Debo. <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, no, I haven't seen him throw that kind of ball. In, in that is game, typically. That was awesome. Like, I was like, whoa. And it was, that's a quarterback. I mean, look, I don't know what goes in, you know, his ears or what Kyle's telling him to do, but to see the coverage and to throw the ball and that kind of placement was awesome. I, mean, I think Juwan's what, like six, six, three, six, two, six, three. I mean, that's a, that's a beautiful throw. Oh, yeah. Here's a, here's a Charles Benjamin throw. For yeah, those go back, you. go back to, I just turn, I just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's look at this one. Like, why not now? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And throw it. We know Jimmy doesn't have the arm strength for this throw, though. He has to throw this moon ball, like this high-arching Russell look, Wilson look type. At, look at Jimmy, and when he throws it, and does he step up, or is it all arm? I mean, it's all it's all arm. Look. He kind of stepped up into it. I guess it. he stepped up a little bit. That's all he's got. I don't know. I, just say, you know, even I, watched, like I watched Justin Herbert flick his wrist 60 yards while he's running. <laughs> And I just drool over that kind we of have shit. Justin Herbert. We have Jimmy Garoppolo. I wish we had a quarterback that could do something like that. Yeah, he's on the bench right now. <laughs> he was cheering, though. I love every time they don't even do it on purpose, but they pan over and you see Trey on the sideline and he's jacked up, man. I mean, yeah, I, I like Jim. Jim I can, I 100% understand why people love Jimmy Garoppolo within the locker room, his teammates. Like, there's nothing to not like about him. Like, he, he is. He is an extremely likable. I'm sure he's charismatic with his teammates and he's a pros pro. And we've said that from the get there's just like, there's these elite throws that, you know, he, do, he doesn't make too often. He doesn't make those elite throws too often, but at the end of the day, a win on Sunday is a win on Sunday, man. Yeah. Um. So back to real quick, back to the uh, Brunskill, Tom Compton thing. Yeah, yeah. So Tom Compton, according to PFF, run blocking grade is number two in the NFL since the 49ers had to insert him um, at right tackle. That's oh, better shit. than Trent Williams' run blocking grade. Drink, I'm That's, drinking for that one. Look right? at that. So conversely, you might want to continue drinking. Oh, Compton's okay, pass blocking efficiency score is dead last of all qualifying tackles. <laughs> See, people thought people thought Kyle was saying we're gonna run the ball 40 times because we just wanted to get back to run the ball. And he fucking knew. He was like, guys, we need to run the ball 40, 50, 60 times. This we can't pass the ball without the right side getting blown up. So and then uh Brunskill, God love him. Uh <laughs> AFL Hall of Famer. Uh, Daniel Brunskill, um, same thing. He is 21. He's ranked 21st out of 57 guards in run blocking. And then he's ranked 44th out of 57 guards in pass blocking. It was 44th, huh? 44 out of 57. So that's that's not good. That's not uh, good. No, not good at all. 
he's he's looking fucking good, man. Yeah, absolutely. What week uh, did Mike go out? When was that? Mike got hurt. Do we know? Was it the Packers game? Was it? Has it been that long? I want to. When did Mike? I forget when Michael. Someone moved. in the comments. What's well before I, I I can check. When did Mike Medinci get hurt? I'm trying to see how many weeks now we've been dealing with this because it, it's impressive. At least in the past seven, with all of that, all those stats aside, you know we're we're finding ways to get it, to get the job done. Cardinals game. Jay Mills said Cardinals game. Oh, so that was the Colt McCoy loss. Golly, that loss. Mm, yeah, November 9th or whatever it was. Yeah. So it's been a while. Yeah. So what is that? One like six weeks, seven weeks. Yeah. So we had card. Wait, oh, so this was the last Cardinals loss. So right after that, though, this is when we've gone on our, our run, right? Rams, Jags, yeah. Minnesota, Seattle, Cincinnati. So Look, I mean, yeah, it makes you appreciate Mike, you, you, the ups and downs of Mike. But to to have those stats to say within the past game, these guys are bottom barrel at their positions, at their respective positions, says a lot about this team, the talent on the team, the offensive scheme. It's there because you're taking an entire side and every time you pass the ball, Nine out of ten times, it's not going to be pretty. And we're still finding ways to get guys open and get the ball out of Jimmy's hand. So let's keep it going, man. Like, I, I'm i all about it. Like, if we can just get Mosley right, let's get him back on the field. We got a chance, bro. We got a chance. I want to run it back with Green Bay. That's what I want. I want to make – I want to go to Lambeau. I want to win a wild card. I want to like. I, I want to find a way to be in Lambo for a meaningful football game, and watch watch Green Bay crumble. That's what I want. I want to watch Aaron Rodgers on the sideline with his nasty hair and just sitting there all unshaven and just just pouting. Like that's what I want to watch come playoff time, and just to remind him like that's how this works, guys. Like this is what happens when you play us in a meaningful playoff game. That's what I want to see badly. So <clears throat> we we kind of got we got the offensive stuff out of the way. Yeah, Four Niners did lose Aziz Al Shahir in this game, and Jason was on last night. So I'm going to ask you this question. Yeah, is Al Shahir okay? Let me rephrase this. Yeah, has, I can't wait for this. Has Aziz been the best linebacker on this team this season? Mm. I love Fred. I'm not shitting on Fred. That's a great question. But Aziz has been on a tear. So I'll say this. Aziz has been phenomenal. Phenomenal, phenomenal. I think he's, was he from FAU? Fort Atlantic, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's an owl. But uh, awesome Awesome player, awesome find for the 49ers. My only thing is, with the exception to the the game that the Fred Cardinals. didn't play, that, that that Fred was out, which was Seattle. Was Seattle. I thought Aziz played that position lights out. Like I thought he, I, I thought he was so good. But 
Fred's got a lot of responsibility. I mean, there, there's a lot of responsibility that Fred has. So I, I kind of give Fred a little bit of slack. Like Aziz has his responsibilities and he took on extra responsibility against Seattle and didn't shy away from it and played awesome. He played there, all pro football against Seattle. He did. Uh, like okay. I thought like, okay, let me see this guy run it, like run the show. And I thought, I thought he was amazing. And there's so much excitement to have a guy with that much talent, especially when you talk about the situation the Niners are going to be in when you think Greenlaw and Fred. And But I, I'm, I mean, I think he has been a highlight of our defense, um, just a gem this year. But I'm not ready to say he's just – I don't know, man. It's like Fred gets the contract and he's got all this extra responsibility, the corner situation, and there's just a lot going on with the team. Like I still think Fred is like the the leader. Yeah. And I still think he is he's that dude. Like Fred is Fred is so good. But Aziz is coming, man. I mean, he's you can talk about missed tackles and you can you can really nitpick if you want to, but the Seattle game changed a lot in my mind. Like, Andre is needed, whatever keeps Marcel Harris home. He stepped in there. He stepped in there. Uh, yeah, nice down the top. yeah he, the game. he made some play. So, That's the thing. You can't have him out there too long. But reason I, I, uh, I yeah, brought tell him me up. how you feel. Yeah, go ahead. So shout out to my guy KP, posted it online. Um, he did a breakdown of the uh, defensive snaps. So when Aziz Al-Shahir was on the field, the 49ers defense allowed 4.6 yards per play on 40 plays. Mm. Once Aziz Al-Shahir left with about a little bit more than two minutes left in the third quarter, the defense allowed eight yards per play on 25 plays. That's fucking wild. That's a wild stat. But it, you can feel it when he left the game, right? He's definitely. definitely. And that's a right? massive blow. Like, I was terrified. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Please tell me. Please tell me. So the news was nice to hear. Fred allows Aziz. Exactly. And that, that's my thing about responsibility. Like, Aziz gets to do him, right? He's got his, he's got his role that he plays, and he just gets to go do – uh, uh, Fred has to be the quarterback of the defense and talk. And again, against Seattle, I was so impressed with Aziz. But Fred, Fred is is in that role every week, and yeah. he has been, and deserved the money he got. My thing is, he's an awesome compliment to Fred and his style, and I didn't see it coming. You know, I you, you had the tackle for Greenlaw and you were all excited about Greenlaw. But then going into this season and training camp, you and I were like, yo, this Aziz, man, he is just standing every single time we would talk. Yeah, you, you'd have little hiccups here and there, missed tackles here and there. But every time we talk, we'd be like, he is good. Like, this kid is good. And so I think that is the pairing for the future, Fred and Aziz. It better be, and at least in my opinion, it better be. Yeah. <clears throat> so make it happen, but he's gonna get paid. The Niners. Is, I hope so. I hope so. But I, I agree. It is. It is the difference of roles. Like it's. I can do this because I don't have to worry about other things. 
Yeah. And you can do it one week, but can you do that for an entire season? Can you be that guy, the quarterback of the defense for a whole season? And I'm yeah. not saying he can't, but I'm not ready to be like, that's, but could you say that he has been the most consistent linebacker on the Niners this year? Yeah, Probably. I guess, I guess you could say that. Yeah. But I will, yeah. um, I'm going to shoot Fred some bail. Let's do it. Um, there's a so Cassidy in the comments. Fred ain't playing like a pro, no interceptions, no sacks. I'm going to push back on that. Fred, you have to get, you have to get interceptions. You have to be thrown at, right? People generally don't throw at Fred because he's taking something away. Last year, he had the interceptions because the Niners played a lot more man coverage. This year, they're playing more zone covers because they have to, out of necessity. Out because of necessity. your corners, outside of Emmanuel Mosley, the corners are suspect. In 2020, that's being nice. That's, that's being very, nice. Yeah, being that's very nice. nice. In 2020, you had Jason Verrett locking down one side, Emmanuel Mosley, and Akello had himself a nice game against Seattle, um, and a couple other spot starts for him. He he played well. Um, and then the safety play last year with Tart Ward, Tavares Moore, they were better off in the secondary. So you're allowing Fred to roam and go and get those interceptions, right? As far as the sacks go. In 2020, where were the set where he had he didn't have like an instant sack, those were effort sacks, right? Same thing with the people were like, Oh, we have to keep uh, what was the guy's name? Kerry Hyder. I was like, Get rid of him. We had a whole bunch of effort sacks, it was like 10 seconds to get a sack. And why are you having 10 seconds to throw the ball? Oh, because your corners could cover last year. Mm -hmm. Barrett, Amanda Mosley, Ward, and Tart were taking away a lot of things. My thing with Fred is he's taking away a lot of stuff. You that's the thing with Jimmy Ward. People are like, oh, Jimmy Ward doesn't get interceptions. People don't throw at Jimmy Ward for a reason. He's been uh, locking shit up for years and no one throws at him anymore. And when you did throw at him, what happened? He had two interceptions against the Rams. Now the one is more like a punt, right? And then Ward is making big play. This week he almost had another interception. He's had he yeah. led the league in PBUs for a little while with Jimmy Ward. So it's it's not. To me, I don't care about the raw stats because a lot of times Fred and, and Jimmy, Jimmy Ward, that is, and other guys, like it's the it's the stuff that's not on the stat sheet that matters to me to be that way. Um okay, I agree. It, and it's not and I'm not picking on Cassidy here. You know, he said my issue, or uh, he or she, I'm not certain. My issue with Fred needs to be consistent. Trent Williams and Nick Bosa are inconsistent. Where has Fred not been consistent? I, but I also life. think we're we're talking about a completely different role. Like, so what, what's Nick Bosa's job? Like, to get the passer to get the pass to get the passer. Fred Warner has so many levels to his job, right? So many things from coverage to see the run to play the run. Like, there's just so many, and I'm not saying. And I under to be fair, I understand. I get I get the consistency part. I do. I get I get that all together. But you would be hard even in this season, you'd be hard pressed to plug and play another linebacker with the corners that we've had out there for weeks on end and then put up amazing great like you're not getting those stats because we can't play freely. Like, we can't have D'Amico dial up all these Fred Warner blitzes. You know why? Because he's got to sit there and just fucking cover somebody. Yeah. Because we don't, we, we just don't have, we, we just don't have the manpower. 
to be able to feel comfortable to have these exotic blitzes and mess around and do and some different shit. And Fred, if I'm not mistaken, he's got like four or five pass pickups and like two of them should have been interceptions. Like they were in his hands, if I remember correctly. Um, Fred's all right. He's just not putting up. This is what happens when you sign a contract. Yeah. Like this, this is exactly like now. Obviously, yeah. I mean, th- this has been a weird season. We're seven and six, right? I mean, that's yeah. this is a this is a weird season. We thought would have been different. We thought yeah. we'd at least have what two or three more wins, yeah. Maybe going into this week, um, but we're we're still in the thick of things. But that's the reality. You sign the contract, and then you're just expected to play at that that level year in and year out. But this is not a wide receiver who. In all honesty, it doesn't matter as long as you have the quarterback, and you're that good at a wide receiver. Like oh, I get open, so yeah. throw me the ball. Like this is this is this defense to to be a middle linebacker and to run this defense. I mean, you're you're relying on other people doing their job at a high level as well. And I just don't think we're we're getting that consistently enough for Fred to be able to be all pro Fred. And that's fine because I know what he can do, and I know if this team addresses the cornerback position correctly next year and we get things going um having aziz and fred is going to be amazing like it it is going to be amazing and my biggest thing more than fred is what we do opposite of bosa like that's my biggest thing for i mean you got the let's figure out corner sure i agree 100 we got to figure corner out but now my thing after that is what do we do opposite bosa because bosa is doing his thing like imagine if he had a guy on the opposite side that was terrorizing as well that'd be nice like, it'd be nice wow. to have him forward right now so it would be it would be awesome it would be so awesome. Quick. Um, i'm gonna pour up some more whiskey are we good, good. We're, yeah, we're we're good. Let's, okay. yeah i'm gonna have i'm gonna crack a beer um but so Cassidy, uh, yes, that was we weren't picking on you or anything. That was, no, that no. was a, that's a great comment. That's a great question. Yeah, I love it. I mean, it's fair because even I'm like, damn, where is Fred? You know what I mean? Where is Fred? But he had he a really good nice stuff early in the game. He he had some made he made some plays. Um, but I, I get I get it because it's like, damn man, I need Fred to have an interception or hey Fred, can you make a play on third and six when you can't get to the quarterback? Right? Can you? have a big pass breakup or have that interception or mm-hmm. Hey, D'Amico call his number on a blitz. I think he's one of the better blitzing linebackers anyways. Right. So there's that, um, silver Fox in the chat, both says the comeback player of the year. Will he get robbed? No, he's getting that over Dak. <sighs> you know, the shit goes to quarterbacks, fucking quarterbacks. I, I don't know. Now you have me, like, you got me with Dak a little bit. Because quarterbacks always get that fucking shit. But you know who didn't get that shit? Jimmy Garoppolo didn't get that shit. Oh, yeah, they gave it to Ryan Tannehill for being shitty. For for also, being like, benched. what was he getting coming back from? Didn't he get trade? Wasn't he healthy? Like, what, what, what happened? He tore his ACL or something? What, like, I forget how that worked, but that was... Jimmy tore his ACL little- in 18. He came back, they went 13-3. and three. Tannehill got benched. Yeah, like he goes back, got benched, traded, came over to and sat behind Mariota, and then started and then played, and he gets comeback player of the year. And I'm like, yo, that was like two years ago, though. Like, uh, like when yeah. we comeback player of the year, you don't get that because you you lost your job. But yeah. Dak versus Bosa, 
That's a tough one. That's a tough one. But I will say, if there's, God damn it, I don't, I don't know how you beat that. Now I, I want, I want him to, but I, that's hard, man. Because people were, Dax, you know, this people is, were this... shitting bricks about Dak's injury and how it was going to work out and how and <laughs> and I like Dak and that's Dak's one of the podcast. players I yeah. like. This is not his podcast, but I, I absolutely love Dak, Dak Prescott. You have always and, and liked that. Yeah, I, I mean, he should have been a Niner, but whatever. Thank you, Trent Balky. Appreciate you. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Jimmy should have won at 19, comeback player of the year. Um, that was wild. Tannehill was coming back from being in Adam Gase hell. <laughs> I'll give you. All right. Maybe that's how I got it. Yeah, that's a, not bad. Not bad. Damn. So you brought it up. Um, yeah. The Niners could use the second guy on the edge. D Ford, not expected to play the rest of the season. No one should be surprised by this. Um, since the trade, D Ford has only taken 427 snaps. Can we divide that by what he, what is guaranteed money? I don't even want to do the math. No, I'm not, not going to check his pockets. Ridiculous. It's not his fault, right? You know, it's. You signed the contract. That's an, it's not your fault. And. It is it is what it is. I mean, everyone had some injury. I mean, he had he had that red flag going into the decision to give was the second round pick. Was it to get yeah, it was second. I believe it, it was the second to get him. And then you signed him five five years, eighty-five. Like sheesh. And in you can go in hindsight, like you can be like, oh, in hindsight, like that was pretty stupid. But when D Ford was out there, he has also been a menace. And unfortunately, we just we don't get healthy D Ford. We haven't. And when no. we did, we were in a Super Bowl. So I mean, it's tough. It's tough because the Niners Kyle has done that. Um he's done that with D, paid him some big bucks. Traded a second round, right? And then um, who was it? Was it the center? Weston Richburg. Richburg's contract was was pretty massive. And you start to look at those things, and that's where you when you start talking about sustainability and keeping yourself relevant. I mean, those kind of decisions are are backbreakers. Like you're paying these guys, other guys are leaving, and D hasn't done anything. And no offense to D because he's injured and he can't like that. It is what it is, but they need to find something. And I think they're, I think they are being creative. I love seeing Nick move all, you know, all going left and right. I I love the stunts. I, I love, um, you know, I love what they're trying to do to create pressure or what D'Amico's trying to do to continue to, to create pressure. But I can't believe we we need to invest and that's a position that we have to invest in and we we wanted them to invest in that in the draft right i mean that yep. was something that we wanted we didn't get it um but it's unfortunate for d especially because you know he's a good guy you know he wants to be out there and he's trying we didn't even think he was going to play this year yeah and like, he came back you know and he came back and he gave us his best shot so i'm a drink to d and i hope he gets his body right, whether that's, you know, for his family, 
just being a you know you just want a guy to be normal and be yeah, able to live his life and, and yeah, yeah. Like, you know be a parent be a, a husband whatever um and it sucks it sucks because he is extremely valuable to this team yeah so the Niners have to make a decision on on D4 tomorrow or Thursday oh he's gone uh, whichever it is whether it's going to he comes back or not this practice window closes no, either Wednesday gone. or Thursday one of the two he's um done. then he had he had one sack in the playoffs for the Niners in 2019 he had three this season, and as his time in the not as a in twenty nineteen total, he had. Let me pull it up here. I'm trying to get hmm. to it. He had six and a half in twenty nineteen plus the one in the playoffs, so that's seven and a half. So in three seasons, D Ford has accounted for ten and a half sacks, and he got that big contract. Let's just say the cost to acquire and the cost of the contract did not meet the production. It's an understatement, but it is what it is with D Ford. Um, he does get respect for, does get credit for restructuring his contract, help the Niners out, right? He did do that going into yep. this season. Um, but unfortunately, his body just hasn't, you know, hasn't worked, re- responded well for him. So if this is done, uh-huh. Thank you, and hopefully, you can get healthy. Just for just absolutely human purposes only. You know what I mean? Like, who gives a shit about football, right? Because there's more important things than than football in life and life. Where he, whether he has kids or wife, you know, he's got to be. He's got to be there. We, we all know Joe Staley retired probably two years too early because of a neck. You know, you don't want you don't want guys having to have these issues in their regular life. Oh no, and. and- it it is terrible. It's a terrible thing, and I appreciate uh, D doing everything he can to get himself right and his body right and try and give it a go. But um, uh, I I believe I re- I read a uh, it was Grant Grant Cohn article was it yes yesterday about D Ford. And he brought up some really interesting points. And I don't know if this is because the 49ers thought maybe we'd be able to get his body right and be ready to go. But he brought up the timing in which the 49ers opened the practice window and that they could have potentially waited um, a little bit and see, you know, if we could bring him back for the playoffs. And then they brought he brought up the renegotiation of Ford's contract and how it freed up some cap space for the 49ers this season, but then also made it extremely difficult for the 49ers to To move on next year to move on. Right. In terms of the 10 million, I believe it was, it was on his article of the dead cap space for Ford. So, I mean, there's some major financial implications moving forward to next year about this decision and the timing of opening this window and what we need to do. So, I mean, these, these are massive decisions the 49ers have to have to make. Um, and everything led up to it. The decisions going into the season have put us in an interesting situation with D and the reality is at the end of the day, money's money. And it's not my money. I'm not writing the check, but it is, it is just a tough situation, man. It's a, a good guy who's just who's banged up. Man. He's just not right. He's not the same guy. And it, it is uh, 
a tough financial situation for the 49ers, but first things first is a man's health. Uh, it's anybody's health and how they move forward and, and how they live a normal life. And unfortunately for the 49ers, some of those decisions they made, made it, made it really difficult for them to, to make a move without it being a financially massive blow to them. Yeah, so it looks like, according to Spot Track, if the Niners release him after June 1st, it's a $9.8 million dead cap hit for 2022. That's that's pretty, like, that's like, that's legit, man. I mean, add in Robbie Gold's $8.5 million. Is that dead cap hit if we if, get rid if of they him? Release him or, he, or whatever they decide to do with Robbie. Way to go, Prague. <laughs> but that's the thing, right? Like, it's, it's, look, I mean, you can't foresee it. Yeah, when, I mean, when you, you can't negotiate it, like he was, he was working his ass off apparently, and he was getting himself right. Like you, you could say, "Hey, you know what? I just don't think you're going to be there." But they decide to renegotiate, and makes it extremely difficult. They save the money they needed to to do whatever it is that they wanted to do this year. Now they're going to have to eat that next year. That sucks, but it's. It's what you got to do. Like if you thought Ford was going to come back and be ready to go and he was looking promising and and look, when he was in there, he showed his glimpses of what he could do. But when your body fails you, man, it fails you. Like, you know, it, it fails you. Not everybody gets to ride out like Patrick Willis, right? Like, like Patrick, <laughs> that's still, that still gets, I can't even think about that yeah, retirement speech, but that's a man that knew, his body was going and the, you know, unfortunately for Ford, it's just been, it's been these injuries and it sucks, man. It sucks. It sucks. Cause we could use him. If he, if, if he could get just right, if he could get right going into playoffs, that would be massive for the 49ers would be massive. But, uh, I do agree with silver Fox that, uh, Yes, many he's whole, been pretty good. So many, far. Not bad, man. I, I think I think it took a little bit. It worth, it took know. a little bit, but financially, I mean, it, it's a it was a value. It's a, definitely a value signing, and and I think it, I think it will continue to pay dividends as as this time goes on. Yeah, uh, Silver Fox. If we can only free up twenty four million, yeah, we we know where this is going. Um, <laughs> Are we talking about next year already? Are we? No, we're no we're, let's, let's stay on 2021. Uh, one other person we want to give some love to, Kwaski Tart. Yes. Kwaski Why aren't we talking Tart. about him? Listen, Fern, I know you like Kufanga. I don't hate Kufanga. I don't. He ain't there yet, though. I don't, I mean, no, I don't think he's... Okay, I shouldn't say ever, but oh. I... There is something about him that really irks me in coverage. Oh, I mean, I love the guy in coverage. I love Hufanga within 10 yards of the line of scrimmage. Like, Oh yeah. Yeah. In this 10 by 10 box. Kwaski Tart is our best strong safety. If he only could remain healthy for a full season. Put up. Yeah. Our guy, Jordan Nelly put up a whole bunch of clips of Kwaski balling out. Kwaski saw it on Twitter. Retweeted all that stuff. So, you know, we, Kwaski doesn't get enough respect around the league. No. He made some he amazing plays, amazing tackles. He had a human, like, 
if you're watching this on YouTube, he's at the far hash. Yeah, this is pretty. This is impressive. He we all remember this hit. We all Joe remember Mixon. this hit. From the far hash to make this play. Uh, it's the like, injuries, bro. That, that's the only thing with Tart because he is that good. Like he is honestly underrated, underappreciated. He is that good. Uh, so is Jim. I mean, our safeties are just, they're underappreciated across the National Football League and to fans everywhere. But I will say when you start talking about our our safeties, like when you start talking about what they bring to the table, and look, Tart is Tart special, man. He is. And unfortunately, there's just the body, right? I mean, he's just banged up always a little bit. And the way he plays, you can see it. I mean, look at that, look at that hit. I mean, he puts his body in everything. I I agree with Silver Fox in as a third safety, right? And throwing him in there. And and like you said, um, having him play a little bit closer to that line of scrimmage and, and making some big hits. Like, I mean, Hufanga has a way to find himself around the football and make he's that guy that's like gonna get the big force fumble, maybe yeah. a pick, a big sack, but he isn't the technician and the the sound tackler and and the coverage guy. And that's that may never be his strong suit. I don't know, but he is he does to me seem like the guy that's the game chip makes the big hit for the fumble. Someone scoops it up and brings it back for a touch. Like he 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 seems like that guy or the big sack on the quarterback. And look, Tart can do a lot of those things as well. And if Tart was if Tart didn't miss football games, no one would ever be. I mean, he's I was he's excited good. when we brought him. He's that good. Like he he's no joke. It's just availability issues. And that that's that is the only thing with Tart that is the little asterisk next to him because he is that good. With um so Okay, so the Niners have some decisions to make, right? So you have um, Jimmy Ward's going to be here, and I think they extend him probably yep. at some point in the offseason, which which makes a ton of sense to give him another so. two, three years because he's getting up there in age. He's yep. going to be a 10-year Niner. Who would have thought, right? Jimmy Ward, 10-year Niner. Is that the longest 10-year uh, Niner? He's currently the longest 10-year Niner. Shout out to Trent Balky for that draft pick. Dang. So everyone likes to get on Trent. I know I do, but at least he got that one right. Yep. And he got Buckner right, and he got Armstead right, and he got Bowman and a couple others. So he did he did pretty good outside of the ACL guys. Man. But Man. the Niners have some decisions to make. Is the question here from JK BG, is there a future for Tavarius Moore on this team? I haven't heard his name in a minute. He's out with an Achilles. They're in the offseason. He had the Achilles tear. He was a speed guy. He was a 4-3 guy. I think you bring him back. I mean, I'm, you're going to be able to get him. I mean, you're, what's his contract look like? I mean, like... He's a, he's a free agent at the end of the year. I mean, you're going to be able to get him back up like pennies on the dollar coming off that injury, mm -hmm. for sure. Like, uh, And I think it's worth a shot because it's not going to cost you a lot. And there's upside if he, if he can make it back from it. There's definitely some upside there. And he's an exciting player too. I remember people talking Cam Chancellor bullshit and like 
He he's something special too. That was unfortunate the injury, but I think that's a low risk, high reward type of type of deal. Absolutely. Yeah, I would definitely bring Tavarius Moore back because he gives you versatility. He played corner. We saw him do that. Yep. He's played safety. He plays. He can play single high. Play strong safety. Um, he would be cheap. He provides you the speed that you might need if you're going to have Hufunga playing in the box more, and if mm-hmm. Tart is not back, right? So there's there's a lot of options there. I think the Niners are have themselves a good problem, but I am absolutely enamored by Leon O'Neill Jr. out of Texas A and M. That's just me. I'm ready in draft mode, kind I of. I was just gonna say you you've already. I think that, that, that four game A&M that too. four game losing streak got you I already. Mean, again, yeah, I was digging in. <laughs> um, spoke to him. Hopefully, we get him on the pod at some point. He he's down to talk. Uh, but Leon O'Neill Jr. from um. Texas A&M would be, a, stylistically, I think he'd be a good fit for the Niners. But I think, overall, somebody asked me this question in the offseason, what do the Niners need to do to fix this team? And I think we, we talked about earlier, you have two glaring holes, right tackle, right yeah. guard. Hopefully Aaron Banks can fill in, and hopefully McGlinchey can get back right. So I would point right at the center position. That's one. Corner, and then strong safety would be probably two or three on the list. And I think they need to address that strong safety position. Invest heavily in a yeah. guy who gives you what Tart does, maybe, you know, 5% better. And a guy who just can stay on the field all the time. You know, you want best heavily, like, like Jamal Adams heavily. No, 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 no. Like your second round pick heavily. All right. All right. And, all right. Yeah. All right. So there's that. Um, That's fair. Four games left Fern. How do you think this team finishes? So we got, we got Atlanta, and then we have Tennessee. Tennessee on a short week. Atlanta, Tennessee Houston. on a short week. Houston. The Rams. And then the Rams. So I think we split with the Rams. You think we lose week 18? I do. Okay. Um, which, look, I know we've had the Rams number. I just, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to say we're going to we're gonna beat Atlanta. We're going to beat Houston. We're going to lose to Tennessee. I'm sorry. We're going to lose to Los Angeles. But we'll we'll beat Tennessee. So three and one to finish. We're going to go three and one to finish. Three and one. Or you got me close to 10-9 wins. So I could see us losing to Tennessee and Los Angeles. I could see that. Especially with the short week, we you know our cornerback situation with Tennessee's wide receivers and the fact that they're not running the football the way that uh, you're used to seeing Tennessee run the football. So I could definitely see us losing that, but I'm gonna go ten wins. I'm I'm gonna say they they go Atlanta, Tennessee, and they they take care of business and and they get right. And Houston is Houston, so. But I think they, I think they catch an L at the end of the year. I th- I'm going to say that the Niners go four and zero down the stretch. Woo! I okay. really think they can win out here. Atlanta comes to town. I'm not. I should. So now say we went. We went eleven games. We go yeah. from we're losing four in a row to finding our way to eleven wins. Yeah. I'm going to stick okay. to my. Uh, I'm going to stick to my original thought in the season. Eleven and six. That was okay. my. Yeah, yeah, so, you've always been 10 11 wins. So 11 and 6. Okay. Atlanta doesn't Atlanta does not have a pass rush. No. Atlanta does have a decent secondary. 
right? So this might be a game where Jimmy throws a stupid ass fucking interception. Yeah. Right. But you can survive it because you hopefully have Elijah Mitchell back. You can get Debo going in the run game. Maybe get Debo back into the passing game. I don't know, Kyle. You can do all these things at once. Like these guys can get open. Like maybe, hey, this read is Debo's. This one's Kittle's. This one's Ayuk. Have a nice rotation, right? Can we can we just do that? That'd be great. Um, Tennessee, to me, they feel very, very fraudulent. Defensively, they're not very good. Offensive line is not very good. They have this, the most sacks allowed as, as a team, Tennessee. Houston, we know Houston's a fucking dumpster fire. Like, absolute dumpster fire. Yep. And then LA, LA might have to play for something. So they're going to have their starters in, right? So LA, to finish the season, they play Seattle this week. At LA, at LA, then they travel to Minnesota, then they travel to Baltimore, mm-hmm. and then they're home for the Niners. So Baltimore, Baltimore's in the chase for a division. So you're so, saying that they're going to be spent from that travel and those big games. Think about it. They could potentially be... The Rams could lose four straight. The Rams could lose two out of four. Mm-hmm. I mean, they could. I, mean, I think they can win all these games too. But realistically, you have to go to Baltimore. That's a team that will punch you in the face. That's yeah, just how they operate. Yeah, they, I mean, they play hard. They play hard. Minnesota, whatever Kirk Cousins decides to show up. I mean, that's a serious thing. Whatever, whatever version of Kirk shows up, and it's a one o'clock game for Kirk. Kirk loves one o'clock. Oh, Kirk loves that. Kirk at one o'clock is fucking Tom Brady. Right. Yeah, let's get him. <laughs> And then, of course, Seattle. We don't know how good Seattle is. You know, they they play the Jags and they barely beat the Niners. Look, Seattle can do whatever the fuck they want, and you know they can beat us, and that's fine. But uh, they're not going anywhere. I mean, that team that team is about to get blown the fuck up. That's what's that's what's about to happen in Seattle. And frankly, oh, Merry Christmas, Melissa. Um, I look at this team, and I look at Tennessee. And Tennessee's intriguing to me because, you know, they, they, they have some weapons and obviously Derrick Henry going out changes a lot of things for that team. Um, so it, it's, it's tough, but I just, I don't, I think the fact that Kyle has been all over or that we've had the number of Los Angeles. I think it, I think we just I think we catch it now. I don't think it changes much in terms of the dynamic between Los Angeles and San Francisco. But in my head, I'm going, all right, I think the 49ers are in this. We beat Atlanta. Then we go if we take care of Tennessee. Now we can kind of like coast our way into the play. We can get right. We can get healthy. If you're a little banged up, hey, sit out, bro. Like, do like sit out. Like don't it doesn't matter. Like we're we're in the wild card. The, like I don't care if we're this seed or this seed. Like we're we're playing the wild card game. Do you think? Do you think it matters to Kyle to get a double digit win season? No, I don't. I th- I think Kyle is only concerned about getting in the playoffs. Okay. Because because I think I think he I think if if I'm gonna sit there if I'm Kyle Shanahan and I gotta sit in front of my boss at the end of the year and I gotta talk about like this team's performance and blah, blah, blah. Um, There's a lot of things I can take away. There's a lot of things I could talk about McGlinchey's injury. I could talk about 
um, this this cornerback travesty that we've had on defense and the injuries. And I, I could talk through a few things and be like, hey, and despite all those things, we're able to weather the storm, a four-game losing streak, go out there, turn things around, get into a rhythm with Jimmy, and find a way to get ourselves back in the playoffs and be competitive. Yeah. And so for me, it's like, Let's get in the playoffs. Let's get right. Let's turn the page. Next year will be Trey. Let's sign some guys. Let's get ourselves going so that we can go out there and make another playoff run. So I don't think necessarily he's concerned about double digits, but I I, I do 100% believe he's like, get in the playoffs and we can win. We can win that wild card match. Like we can go in there and win it. Yeah, I, th- I think they can win the play. I think they can win one. It's just a matter of the matchup. Like if it's Tom Brady, it's like, oh, shit. Is that? But it won't be right. I mean, that that's a top two. Well, if if let's just if let's Brady, let's just say the Niners get the six seed, they stay at the six seed. Okay. Then the Tampa gets the three. We got to play Tampa, and you yeah. got to go see Tom. And you don't think Tom would like to stick it to the Niners? You don't think Jimmy wants to put his dick on the the count and be like, "Yeah, Tom, you you're fucking good, but let me show I'm, you. Let me first. show you why Bill wanted me." No. No. All right. <laughs> I don't believe it either. No, but, me neither. Um, short, shout out to George. You're lucky, Javi, because the way the game started on Monday, I was going to run, run around to everyone that gassed up Stafford. I, I, st- I still would take Stafford. Like, I don't care. I would take Stafford. I think Kyle's a better coach than McVay. Uh, as far as just adjustments and shit like that. So I would definitely take Stafford. Absolutely. I, I put... Uh, <laughs> That's not even like <laughs> close. Like I posted something um, during the game, and this is my point though. Here, Forty uh, ers want to see Tom after the Niners turned him down. That's well, my it, it, I, my Tom's like, is, Tom's like, you're sticking with that motherfucker. Remember? That's honestly the only team in the NFC that has me a little eh. Like outside of Tampa, and I'm not saying seeing Tampa in an NFC Championship or like. I'm saying seeing them early would bother me a little bit. Yeah. But no other team in the NFC like scares me. Like I I truthfully think we could beat any playoff NFC team. Tampa would be an interesting one, but that's just because the aura of Tom Brady and you just expect him to do something great. Like you just expect it. And and that team's loaded. So, you know, I I, I prefer not to see him right away. I would prefer for that to be like if somehow we made an NFC championship, right? Like that, that's, I would prefer to play somebody and then go play Green Bay and Wisconsin and knock off the number one seed. And then like, that's what I would prefer. I'd prefer something along those lines, but man, I, uh, Tom Brady, something. Yeah, you're right. You don't, you don't want, uh, you don't want Tom Brady to sit down in the future, smoking a cigar and talking about like that Michael (laughs) Jordan, right? Like, and I took that personally. And I took yeah. that personally. Like, Kyle said know, no to me. Yep. And, I, and then I Kyle took that said personally. I was marginally better. Those that's are the such a bad word. Like that sounds so bad. Marginally better. And here we are with a rookie. Hoping on the that Trey is. We're like, hoping that Trey is. Fingers too. crossed that Trey is what we think he could be. That is such a weird position for us to be in. But we're here, bro. Like we're. We're playoff, like we're there for us. We're in the like that playoffs. It's right there within our grasp. Yeah, it's in our control. 
And I would have never thought that going into our last loss against the Colts, that fourth straight game. I wouldn't have thought it. Like I, I was like, I was down and out. I was in a bad place. I was in a dark hole. What is it? I, I want the Packers to get rid of right out of the playoffs. <laughs> oh, okay, she wants to get. Yeah, she wants the Packers first. I would okay. love the Packers. I would love. I would is, not, unless Emmanuel Mosley's playing. I would not. Look, I don't even. I don't know, man. There's just something about the Packers that is fraudulent to me. I know. I know. And look, I will say this. Um, I believe it was Crocker on uh, one of his pods, or but he brought up the our cornerback situation, right? In Cincinnati, they're, they're awesome young wide receivers torching us, you know, especially in that fourth quarter. Yeah. And he brought up. You know, you want to talk about good corners. They did the same thing against Green Bay. And those yeah. are good corners. Good. Right? And you cannot say that Stokes, just because you drafted a first rounder or second, when was Stokes drafted? And the first round, round. First round. And Jair is um, a first rounder too. Exactly. So you're talking first rounders and everyone wants to give Ambry issues. And, and I love Crocker's take because he goes, they're just better. Like, like their wide receivers are better than Amber than our guys right now. So you know what? Give them the reps. Let them take their lumps, and let them get better. Because it doesn't matter if you draft a corner in the first round or the second, or the third, fourth. Like those first round picks got torched by the same wide receivers that our third round pick got torched. And that's that's real, man. Like that's. That's a real take about that position, especially, and that just because you draft someone high doesn't mean that they just they just go shut down wide receivers. Yeah. Like that, that's not, not how, how it works. How often are you gonna get Jalen Ramsey? Exactly, like that. You don't get those things, or else everyone would just go take the first corner in the first round every single time. Like that, just that's yeah. just how it would be. But that's not, and so that's why I go. You know what? Let them take their lumps. We're finding ways to get wins. We're scheming things up appropriately, and let's see what Ambry is next year. Like, let, let's see what he looks like next year because I like the kid. I like the chip on his shoulder, but he did miss a year of football. Yeah. And he's coming now. He, now he's playing NFL. He went from playing college, miss a year, and boom. Now he's sitting there against some of the best young wide receivers in, in all of football. So, yeah. like – Let's let's cut some slack. I think we can go take care of business with anybody in the NFC. I just wouldn't want to see Tampa like right away. No, that's my only like preference. Yeah. So we we've run a little long. It's an hour and a half. It's yeah. uh, about one o'clock your time, midnight my time. I I've been up since Ooh. four. So, yeah, man. Okay. Uh, I wanted to make sure we brought you guys some content because we missed all last week. Yes. Um, before we get out of here, Fern Niners play Atlanta this week at home. Last time we went to Santa Clara together. We played Atlanta and we lost. That was a Julio Jones game. Uh, score prediction for this Niner game. It was 38, 38, 20 Niners. Niners are going to put up 38 points. Yeah. It's Kyle, bro. Kyle's going against Atlanta. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm doing the own personal. Kyle's like pulling it out. Like Kyle's like, ew, remember me? See ya. Hey, Kyle Pitts, that's nice. Hey, Matt, 
Nice to see you guys. Kyle Pitts, you're cool, but I have George Kittle. Let me show you how. Let me show you what I could do with Jimmy and George. <laughs> like you have fun. You have fun over there in Atlanta. I think it's so, going to be good. The Niners are now favored by nine. Yep, which is scary. That's a that's a scary. Yeah, that's that's a, that's a big line. Big line. I wouldn't take uh, it. I wouldn't take the Niners. I'm not. Line I'm not I can tell you that much. much. No. Money line is plus three thirty. Uh, over under is forty six. So I'm going to put this one at twenty six ten Niners. Okay. So wow. I'm going to take the under on this one. Um, but I that I that plus nine scares the shit out of me, bro. It really does. I'm not uh, touching that line. I wouldn't bet on. I wouldn't. I wouldn't bet on the Niners this week. Yeah. It was seven and a half on Sunday. Seven and a half, I would, I would be inclined, and I, I wish I would have seen that, but I didn't. Nine and a half on Sunday. Now it's nine. I'm not trusting that. As much as I just told you that they win by more than nine, I just that's a if I'm putting money, that's a tough, that's a tough bet. Any any team minus nine is a tough bet in football, I think. (laughs) Silver Fox, so thirty points in the first half, eight points in the second half. Yeah, sounds about right. (laughs) <laughs> um thanks everybody for tuning in uh yes. as always we do appreciate y'all uh yesterday if you missed yesterday's pod it is available on all your podcast platform platforms make sure you subscribe rate review um get all those, the good things there subscribe on the youtube channel we appreciate that um if you did not listen to yesterday's pod and you're listening today the hat giveaway does apply it's still within the week i'm still going to go ahead and, and do a drawing for saturday um niners did beat the cincinnati Bengals on sunday so the residency, the residency hat giveaway, the hashtag the catch at fourth and gold podcast and at residency on Twitter and Instagram. And we will enter you into the drawing. Most of the hats have arrived in, in everyone's homes. Um, I was a little bit behind off there. The Vikings win. Uh, just my bad guys work has been nuts. Um, but family first, baby, make that money. Don't worry. Yeah. So, you know, for those of you out there, I got a really, I got a nice promotion. So that's part of why my schedule and we haven't been able to do the content we used to do on a regular basis. My job schedule is really crazy right now, but um, the catch hashtag, the catch tag, the port, the podcast and tag at residency and want you to win for the hat. And then of course, if you don't want to wait for that and you want to get a Christmas gift before the holidays, make sure you go to www.residency.com. He's still got a whole bunch of hats in stock. He's running a little bit low. That means what we're doing for him is working and whatever, what you guys are doing, promoting the product is working as well. So he does appreciate all you guys for doing that. Um, Niners, Niners got Atlanta. Let's get to eight and six. Let's, go. let's get to, let's just get there and uh, continue to hold on to the six seed. Um, but until probably Monday, we'll get back Monday sure. or Tuesday, whatever. Uh, everyone stay safe. Enjoy the rest of the week. Enjoy the weekend. Um, go Niners. Peace.